Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. There's so many other places to, um, so many other podcasts to spend your time listening to. And you've come here to the Talking Talent Podcast uh, to hear about young players. And uh, we uh, are back on talking more in-depth Um uh, more in depth about the uh, about young players, um, and we have uh, back to a trio of guys. Uh, this week uh, we have Louis uh, Poliselli back on. Uh, he's been away uh, while we concentrated on the uh, Adidas Next Generation tournament uh, over here in Europe, and uh, he's actually going to uh, take a look at three guys who played at the at the uh, FIBA U18 uh, South America Championship. So three teams. Uh, uh, Brazil, Argentina, and Ecuador, who reached the FIBA Under-18 Americas Championship, which will take place in June. Um, yep, yeah, so he's coming on to talk about a couple of uh, uh, South American guys. Then we have Kane uh, Purnell, who is going to be looking at three guys who uh, most likely will probably be playing for for our, uh, Australia at the under 16 slash under eight under 17 uh asia championship which will be taking place uh, uh, in june as well um and uh most likely also then playing at the under 17 basketball world cup uh in spain later this summer and then marco comes on marco turk then uh so luis uh, uh kane pernell and marco turk uh, comes on and we'll be talking about three guys who recently played at the Adidas Next Generation tournament, one of the four tournaments. So that's our, um, that's our, uh, that's our uh, array of guys that we're talking about uh, this week. Uh, of course, this podcast is part of the Taking the Charge Substack. Um, there, this is uh, this podcast will be available for free for uh, two weeks after publication, and then it will be put behind the paywall. It's part of the paid subscription, the full archives of the show. Uh, is part of the paid, uh, paid subscription. Uh, go on to takingthecharge.substack.com and you can uh, find, uh, s- uh, click on subscribe now. Uh, if you think that the price is too 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 steep, uh, drop me a message and we can talk about it. Um, but you also get the t- Taking the Charge Prospects podcast um, where each week we have a uh, in-depth interview with a young prospect uh, around the world. Uh, so definitely worth the investment if you are in youth um, youth scouting, etc. All right. So without further ado, let's get to our, our trio of guys again. Louis, uh, Louis Palacelli, Kane Purnell, and Marco Turk. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Back on the Talking Talent podcast. Uh, been a while <clears throat> since we had this uh, gentleman on for the first time. And, uh, yep. And, uh, not that you thought that, uh, we didn't like you at all. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Adidas next generation tournament, you know, you understand it's, it's, this, it's really the, I'd, I'd say it's the biggest youth tournament, uh, in, yeah. I mean, it, I'd had, I mean, maybe what's your opinion of it? I mean, you know, I mean, you're, you're in Europe, I mean, you're in, uh, in Brazil and, you know, and and actually, I can't, there was a was it two years in a row? I know there's one year. Hang on a second. Uh, team Brazil. There was a team. Uh, it was it was two years in a row that they had uh, three years in a row. They did Team China in 2012, 2013. They did Team 
China as well. And then team in, in 2014, they did team Brazil at the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Finals. Do you, do you know that? I actually didn't know it. <laughs> hey, check that out, huh? And actually, you know what? Let's see if I could actually. Um, so give me give me your thoughts about it. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to talk about like, you know, uh, but just like maybe is does anybody know about it? Does anybody care about it? Um, and then if you want to give me your opinion about what's going on, I mean, feel free. We don't have to go too much too too in too depth, but you know, since uh, since it is, you know, it's what so many youth basketball people talk and care about uh just in general is it something that even gets any attention uh in brazil i think for people who are uh, very into the international scouting world even no matter where they are you know the ngt is such an important tournament everyone cares about it you know and like for me uh the structure they have to make these youth tournaments in Europe is so cool because it's very, very far away from the reality of, you know, South America and Africa or Asia. So it's really cool. Uh, and, you know, I haven't followed it as much this year because I was involved with uh, the South American under 18 and then some other uh, tournaments in Brazil. But, you know, for everyone who has the opportunity to see it, it's such an important uh, youth tournament. It's so cool to, you know, uh, have all those talented players uh, together there. Uh, and the new idea of having the ANGT teams is really cool. The, you know, um, regional teams, right? Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so it was the 96th generation. Of uh, which is that how? Um, what what year were you born? I don't know if I want to. I'm born in 2005. So. So it was the 96 born generation. So 96 born generation, uh, actually from 97 was Lucas Sivat. Uh, he was a year younger, but I think it was trying to trying to remember who the main guys were. So let's see, stats wise, who led that tournament? Uh, Lucas Vazaro. Um, Lucas, uh, Lucas Te Teodoro de Souza, um, Sievert had uh, was the third leading scorer. So those were the three leading scores on that team. Sievert is probably the big name, right? He played in NCAA and he's back in Brazil. Uh, I don't remember the other guys, to be honest. Yeah, it, I just uh, it's funny because it sparked my my my. My uh, because the two years before they did China, they did Team China uh, at the finals, and so now uh, and then and then the one year for whatever reason Brazil. Uh, but uh, yeah, so all right, you you mentioned it before, and it's uh, actually under seven under eighteen uh, South America Championship uh, FIBA. Uh, it's the qualifiers. It was the qualifiers uh, for the under eighteen FIBA Americas uh, Championship, which is coming up in June. Um, and this was actually the end of March uh, was the final, and it was between Brazil and Argentina, and uh, Brazil won pretty convincingly um, and definitely had the best team uh, and probably, you know, probably, let's say, you know, the, the top of the top, I don't know, prop, I don't know. It's maybe top ten guys, a higher percentage of of, of guys from than any other country. Um, 
and uh, and so we're going to pick up two teams, two guys from from the Brazil team, uh, and then one guy from the Argentina team, and we're going to start with uh, that I believe MVP, right? Reina was the MVP. Yeah, yeah. So Reina dos Santos, who his has actually already gotten into into some minutes with some with with Franca 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 uh in the nbbn which is the first division there right right he yeah. started a game uh last week i believe yeah i mean he, he, you look at he actually yeah it looks like he's uh actually had two games of of uh of, of even 24 minutes uh in the last um uh in the last uh, couple of weeks and, and you look at him and you can see that he's physically and i'm not going to steal too much of your thunder here but he's physically able to do at least some things for a pro team. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it was really impressive there at the championship and, and was, was really one of the leading forces, uh, on that team. Um, so, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't want to steal too much of, 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 uh, of, uh, of a review of him. Like I said, he was MVP. He'll be, you know, he's going to be one of the leaders of that team and the, the kind of question will be the you know whether or not Brazil can probably pick up the important wins that they're going to need at the under 18 FIBA Americas to get to the under 19 World Cup, which is then next year. Uh, you know, because obviously you have USA Canada, uh, Argentina's going there, uh, Ecuador was the third South American team, right? Yeah, yeah. Ecuador, and then and then Central Central America, Central Basket, Dominican, Puerto Rico, and uh, was it Mexico? She probably uh, have. Anyhow, anyhow. True writer. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. Anyhow, so so you know he's going to be big, very important player um, for for this Brazil team. So why don't you let us know what you have on on, uh, on Reina Santos? So the big thing with him uh, at the tournament, you could see how much um, more athletic than everybody on the court he was always. Uh, he's so quick, uh, super explosive. He can jump uh, against uh, his group age. He's super strong. You know, he could uh, go against some of the bigs and he would win the, just by outstrengthing them. Uh, so this is a big thing. Uh, even when he plays with Franca, obviously, you know, uh, players are stronger, they are uh, more physically uh, ready, so it doesn't jump out like it's jumped uh, in the under-18 tournament, but he's still very athletic, you can see, easily see it. Uh, in transition, he's a monster. Um, and, you know, he showed some, some shot-making, uh, too, with Brazil, that he doesn't really get a chance to, to show with the senior team in Brazil, because obviously he's not that big of a, of a part of their offense. He's more of an off-ball cutter, uh, spot-up guy. But, you know, he was just, every time he wanted, he could just go you know, on a straight line and beat, their, beat his defender. So it was really impressive to see. Um, you know, uh, his playmaking, you know, it's a uh, part of the game. He needs to improve uh, for sure. Uh, for a 6-3 guard, he doesn't really uh, offer proactive passing as you'd hope. Uh, he's already 18, so 
he won't grow uh, a lot, so he'll be a small guard, uh, average size guard. Uh, so improving the playmaking is something he needs to do. But at the tournament, I felt like he was generating so much gravity that he was actually playmaking quite well, uh, exploiting the holes in the defense he was always creating. And so it was solid. I want to see more, for sure, the playmaking. But it was uh, better than I expected, uh, to say the least. And, you know, as of his flaws, there are a lot. Uh, his shot is still very inconsistent. He will hit some of the dribble shots here and there, uh, make some tough pull-ups, but, you know, nothing consistent. Uh, he shot 23% from three at the under-18 uh, with Brazil. Uh, and that's really not, uh, well, he just shot bad uh, during those games. He's, very, he's a very bad shooter. Uh, in the senior team, you can see some teams just leaving open when he's on the, when he's behind the three-point line. And even if he gets the ball, he won't shoot because he doesn't really have confidence on his shot either. Uh, so that's a big thing, you know. He's a guard that doesn't really shoot and doesn't really play make as a first option or even a second option. So he needs to improve because uh, right now, the as a he's like a guard with he's the size of a guard with the skills of a wing, and that needs to get better, especially when we talk about going to higher levels where players will be bigger, uh, his pure athleticism won't make that much of a difference, and spacing is even more important. Um, but still, um, his flashes are really promising. Um, being able to sometimes hit uh, tough shots like he does, uh, defending very well, which is something I think it's kind of overlooked uh, his game. It's more people focus more on the athleticism on offense, the big dunks, uh, drawing fouls, and etc. But you know he's a very good defender. He can defend uh, one, twos, and some trees, and he's pretty active off ball too. So he brings value there. Uh, but the main thing for him in uh, terms of developing the next few years is just. Uh, either fixing his shot or becoming a more reliable playmaker. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, you know, looking at the, there's a couple of things in there that, uh, you know, I mentioned the two games that he's played 24 minutes for Franca uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, and he's shot one of four and one of three from three point range. Uh, but what, what that shows me is that at least that that confidence is there to at least try it, you know, I mean, uh, to attempt seven, you know, to attempt four, four threes, uh, in 24 minutes, three threes in, in 24 minutes, you know, there, there is a, there's a certain level of, of, um, you know, belief that kind of has to be there, um, whether or not he's you know going to be able to hit it or not. I mean, he seems like a guy that you, you know, the coaches just, or whoever, you know, says, you know, Hey, listen, go shoot up a thousand shots every day, you know? Um, uh, but, but, and, and, and to kind of uh, 
and to kind of uh, one of the things that I noticed when I was watching under 18, the South Americans was, and you could read this in his, in those two games. Uh, and I know super, 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 super small sample, but uh, this does fit. Actually, he had nine rebounds in those two uh, NBBN games. And he had, and eight of those were offensive rebounds and, and that shows energy and, and he's an energy dude. Uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's one of the things that he, you know, that he really relies on, you know, there is the athleticism and everything, but he's a very high energy guy. I mean, I, I remember him also, you know, with like, whatever it was like three minutes left or so in the final, uh, you know, he would, he, you know, busted his, you know, you know, so hard that he had cramps and couldn't play, you know, he had to be actually helped off the, the court, even with the cramps in the, in the final against Argentina, you know, he's, he's a, he's a guy who definitely brings the energy. Um, and then, you know, and, and that's, you, you, you do have to kind of like, um, so yeah, interesting guy. And, and really one of those guys, like, like just said, you know, it's like lock him up in the gym, you know, you're not coming out until you shoot thousand shots you know, from three point range. And to, you know, to try to develop a little bit of consistency, you know, free throw percentage, I think was also, you mentioned the three point percentage, but I think he was like, yeah, you know, so he's nine of uh, nine of 16. So that's 56% from three from the free throw line. So, um, all right. Next guy that you wanted to, uh, to talk about uh, his teammate there uh, was uh, Gabriel Landera. Um, so uh, point guards uh, placed uh, on there uh, on that team. And uh and uh, he's actually over here in Europe. Um, he's playing uh, with with uh, Central Basket uh, in the uh, in the Spanish league. Um, and I, I don't. I'm not sure actually. Do you know where if he's on? If he's actually is he with Central Basket or does he have? Uh, does he have a deal with somebody else? I mean, he, come, he came from uh, Flamengo, if I'm not mistaken, and. Uh, but do you know if he's actually is he with Central or because that's a lower division team, uh, or does he have a deal with somebody and they've basically put, a, you know, stationed him at Central? Do you know that for uh, by chance? Um, I've seen him play with Central a couple months ago uh, with the under eighteen team, yeah. but he hasn't played with the EBA team. Uh, but do you so, know if but do you know if they're with Central? Because I know Central has actually guys from other clubs as well. But you don't know by chance if, if he's with Central or if he's with somebody else? Yeah, not totally sure. Okay. So anyhow, uh so Gabriel Landero, you know, point guard with them, uh also 2004 uh, foreign. Uh obviously we I forgot uh, I've been out of practice. Uh Santos, Reyna Santos has already turned 18. Uh yeah. 18, yeah, turned 18 in, in the middle of February and um and then uh Landera will turn 18 uh, shortly after the under 18 FIBA America. So what you got on Gabriel Landera? So Gabriel actually wasn't a guy I was uh, looking, expecting to see him uh, dominate or anything, but he, he didn't, I believe he only started one game, which was the game he didn't play. I'm not even sure if that was him or Lucas Altari. Uh, but he slowly uh, became to take a big role in Brazil. He was the best player uh, in the final by far, in my opinion. Uh, even better than the two guys we are going to talk about, Dylan and uh, Heinan. 
you know, you can just see how smart he is, how high his basketball IQ is when he's on the floor. He really processed the game super well. Uh, he's super patient. And every time I felt like he knew uh, what the defense would do uh, before it did and would recognize uh, passing lanes, would know where to go, you know when to pass. And he only had two turnovers in the five games of the tournament, which for a 17-year-old point guard is pretty impressive. Um, and he's very effective as both a primary guard and an off-guard. Uh, when I saw him with uh, Zentro, he was playing more like a shooter slash um, third ball handler. And he had a bit more of the ball on his hands with Brazil, but also was effective uh, off ball, mainly because of his shooting. I thought he was one of the best shooters in the tournament. He shot uh, 13 for 34, which is roughly 38%. And he was super versatile with his shot too, which is also something you want to see. You know, he was shooting off the dribble. Uh, he was catching and shooting. He was shooting on the move, which is what you want to see, not just the, the high percentages. Um, he did a particularly good job, in my opinion, uh, with the pick and roll. Uh, he isn't really the most explosive guy, but once he got a ball screen and you know, use that advantage from the, the screen. He was always, you know, uh, either going to the ring and making something happen, shooting if the defender went under the screen, or, you know, recognizing whatever the, day, the defense gave him. His assist numbers weren't really high, just 2.4, but a lot of it was just uh, teammates missing open shots, so it really isn't uh, a very good uh, proof of his playmaking. Uh, he does have a lot of things to work on. Uh, his handle isn't what you'd like for a guard. Uh, he relies on, you know, either catching the defense off balance or uh, using a screen to create advantages because he won't do it with his burst and consistently, neither with his handle. So this is something he needs to work on. He doesn't really dribble in traffic. And if the defender puts some pressure on him, he can be forced to pick up and dribble. Uh, and, you know, you want him to be able to create more uh, consistent advantages without, uh, the, without the, these things, just with a ball screen or just uh, by moving off ball. Uh, he's also not the best athlete. He jumps high, but he just doesn't really get off the ground very quickly. Uh, he isn't really the best mover laterally, uh, so he won't uh, stay in front of super quick guards. But also, he's super smart on defense, and that kind of makes up for it. Uh, he's always rotating and helping when needed. Uh, overall, he's a really interesting player. Uh, he probably won't develop as a primary guard. But, you know, as a secondary guy, you know, offering uh, good passing, offering shooting, uh, offering off-ball defense, there's a lot of interesting things that uh, he can offer a pro team in the future. Um, I was actually kind of 
surprised uh, that you wanted to talk about him. Um, I I hope you I hope you you do uh, jump on, on a couple of the other guys, uh, some of his other teammates, uh, because they are definitely much more um, intriguing from a potential standpoint. Um, and I I, can't, I think I think I was I think I asked you during the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, I asked you if he's like, a, if there's a coach's son, uh, if he's a coach's son, because he seemed kind of, you know, cause he seemed really uh, smart and, and everything. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it, he, he, he impressed me with, with that shot making that you, that you kind of mentioned, you know, and, 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 and really, I think he was like a non-factor at all in the four, in the first quarter of that final. And then, you know, you know, you know, kind of carried, carried them for a while. And uh, for as, as intriguing as some of those, those other Brazilians are uh, some of them, you know, the others, the others aren't as, as scoring talented, I don't think as, as, uh, as, uh, as Renan has potentially, but, um, but uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, goodness in a couple of those other guys. Um, But, but yeah, Landera, I, 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 you know, it, you can see that that he that he kind of knows how to be a leader, um, and uh, it I think it was I think it'd probably be interesting to talk talk to him about some of the things he learned playing in Spain that helped him, um, and how that experience sort of you know gave him a different vision of the game. Um, that you know, dealing with a de- dealing with these different countries and the different ways these, these teams play, because this was the first time that I think any of the players played any tournament for FIBA, right? I don't think anybody on any of these teams and any of the Brazil teams or Argentina teams had played a FIBA event, right? Because they, they, I believe Duclas, he played uh, from Brazil, but he might be the only one because okay. he was 2005 and he played the under 16 last year. But I don't think ah, okay. he played under 16 played. last year. I see. Okay. That's right. He could have. Yeah. 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 Um, because I mean, that's one of the things that, that's, that's really fascinating about this, about this year, about the under, about the, you know, under 18, you know, for a lot of these South American and, and central, you know, central basket uh, countries is that, you know, this is the first tournament for a lot of these guys, you know, it's because, you know, COVID really shut down, you know, you know, in Europe, you could say quote, at least, we had the the European challengers, whereas you know uh, last year. But otherwise, you know, 20, 2020 was robbed. Twenty, uh, uh, well, no, twenty twenty wasn't actually uh, because they had played the youth. Uh, they had played the qualifiers for the under uh, under what was that under eighteen, right? No, uh, under under seventeen, right? No. Uh, no, they played the qualifiers for under 16 and they should have gone to the under 17 world cup. That's what it was mm-hmm. because 2020 was the under 17 world cup, which didn't take place. And that's what happens this year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Landera, interesting guy, you know, and, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, lack of athleticism, you know, uh, and you could see that he's a guy that's going to need to, he's going to need to gain athleticism to, to kind of be a factor and, um, and, uh, Unless he can use the intelligence, you know, the game intelligence. Uh, all right. Next guy uh, is uh, is uh, Dylan Bourdon. Uh, he won't turn 18 until mid-October. 
uh, played for Argentina and uh, he was fun. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and maybe you can talk about this, but it, it seems to me that he's a guy who Brazil, like I said, Brazil is clearly better. was clearly better than Argentina, but I think, I think Bordeaux would be even better if he's, if he's on a better team, you know, like he, he, he seems to play at a higher intellectual level, you know, has a little bit of flash there as well. And, um, and he just seems to me like he would be that much better if he was actually on a, on even a stronger team, because some of the things that he does could even shine through playmaking wise, et cetera. So again, I don't, I don't mean to take too much of your, steal too much of your thunder. Um, but it was actually, I just, I just, before we got on, I watched the final again. And, and that was one of the things I liked about Bordone was, was his, uh, was his, uh, he had a lot of, you know, no look. Yeah. He loves the no look. <laughs> he certainly time. does. He certainly does. Uh, and, 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 but to be honest, often it was to a guy who was wide open, you know, I mean, it, 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 it totally worked. So anyhow, uh, so second leading scorer and second in assists in the tournament, uh, Dylan Bardone, uh, let us know what you got on, uh, on Mr. Bardone. Uh, you mentioned the biggest thing about him. He's super fun. Yeah. You know, uh, the, I believe the first uh, game I watched was one of the Argentinian games. And it was really, really cool. Uh, the no-look passes, every time he goes, he throws a no-look pass. There, um, sometimes there isn't even a defender uh, for him to manipulate. He still throws the no-look passes. Uh, and, you know, he uses his handle uh, very intelligently. He loves uh, hesitation moves, too. You know, uh, sometimes he would do two or three in the middle of the, a drive, and the three would work. <laughs> it was really fun. And, you know, he wasn't just uh, a very active playmaker. He was also a very active scorer. You know, from all three levels, he would uh, shoot from sometimes one, two steps behind the three-point line. Uh, it's not like he's shooting a great percentage. He shot uh, 32% from three, six out of 19, which is, you know, not great, but... Uh, for the difficulty of the shots he was taking, uh, it was worth it. Uh, he has a, a mid-range game with his floaters and, you know, uh, the jump shots near the elbow, which are helpful. Uh, he is not afraid at all to go to the run. Uh, sometimes he got blocked uh, or couldn't finish, but uh, he's super crafty and got around the bigger defenders a lot of times uh, just because he's really, really smart. Uh, you mentioned he is at a different level intellectually, uh, basketball-wise, than basically everyone there. So he could just play with them and uh, make stuff happen. Um, you know, that combination of playmaking and scoring is very, very interesting. The issue is he doesn't really have great size. Uh, he's six three, listed at 6'3", but, you know, when you saw him and Heine, 
side by side. Hina is also 6'3". If you look at at least a one or two inches smaller, so maybe uh, he's not even 6'3". And he's not super long. He's not uh, very strong. He's actually, he isn't afraid of contact at all, but he's not super strong. Uh, the gap against uh, senior players will be bigger and that can be an issue. Uh, defensively, he actually had a lot of skills and got some blocks. Uh, he was very active, but he's not very uh, fast moving laterally. Uh, and he's not very big. So I do uh, wonder if he'll be a liability. Actually, I don't wonder. I think he'll be a liability uh, at higher levels. And I don't know uh, how much he can improve because some of it are just size limitations. Uh, he's just a one-position defender, obviously, because of the lack of size. And he should cut down some of the turnovers obviously every young playmaker uh, they have a lot of turnovers just by uh, trying passes that are too hard but at some uh, points I felt like he could just make the easier pass go for the easier option and don't ri not risk that much so this is something that he could work on uh, and that's basically it uh, the the good is really really good, uh, but you know the physical limitations might be tough to overcome. Yeah, I, I I think that's I mean you you see what he's able to do at times in uh, but a lot of that I think is is um, is going to be you know neutralized at the higher level just because of the uh, uh, the lack of athleticism. Um, and I don't know if I can even say more. He's, he's kind of a different player than he's, he is a different player than, 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 than Nandera. Um, and so, I mean, he's, 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 he is playing most of his games, um, at the, in the, uh, in the, looks like the fourth division of, um, of Argentina, the LDD, LDD. Uh, yeah. And and there he's he is shooting thirty four percent on three point range, um, and there's I saw that there's there are guys up to twenty three years old. So um, you know it is a you know it's a you know at least an older um, level. His assist to turnover is five point two to two point four, uh, which you know is more than you know uh, you know a good shade more than two to one, which which is you know kind of what you do want to see. Uh, and I think that's, um, you know, with 30, 33 minutes a game, you know, that's a good amount of time and, you know, uh, a kind of a good measuring stick of, of where you can, you know, where he might be, uh, has seen a couple of games in the second division, uh, uh, league, La Liga, uh, but, uh, you know, not really anything to really kind of hang your hat on or, or kind of like give you a good, accurate picture of, um, all right, well. Uh, again, he he won't turn 18 until beginning of next season, uh, October, mid-October birthday. So, you know, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. I think, uh, I think uh, you know, it's kind of welcome back. Sorry that, that this show is very Euro Eurocentric. 
um, and uh, and that we uh, we we kind of uh, shoved you to the to the wayside for a little bit. Uh, but it's not because we don't like you at all. Just uh, you know, it, it is a big tournament, the Adidas Next Generation tournament. But uh, thanks for for coming on. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your stuff, etc., and we will get on our way. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, basketball underline Polizelli. The basketball is B ball uh, underline Polizelli. Uh, you know, I'm with ID Prospects. Uh, hopefully, I still haven't done anything uh, written this year. So hopefully, this will come soon. Uh, and I believe that's it. All right. Fantastic. Luis, we will talk to you in two weeks. Uh, without a doubt, uh, again, uh, I, I said it last time you were on welcome aboard, uh, and this time, you know, uh, again, welcome aboard and, and thanks for being patient with, with us Europeans and our, and our Adidas next generation tournament. Uh, and I do look forward to, uh, I do look forward to, uh, hearing about more of the, uh, of the South American team, uh, guys. Um, and, uh, and obviously, you know, we have, a, we have a super, super big tournament coming up, uh, in, uh, in i guess what about uh you know five six no six seven weeks or so uh with the fiba under 18 european uh your fiba uh u18 america's championship you know because we're looking for four teams to go to the under 19 world cup next year so uh thanks a lot appreciate it and we'll talk to you in two weeks all right back on the talking talent podcast uh with me from australia is kane pernell uh, with ID Prospects, Kane. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking uh, uh, more in depth. Uh, so uh, thanks for coming back on. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me back on, Dave. Gladly, gladly. Um, I guess uh, because because it is a big tournament, and um, and uh, just you know we talked a lot about it already. Uh, we we uh, we know the three wildcard teams. Uh, those being uh, Suezda, uh, Red Star, um, and then we have Mega as hosts, Mega, Belgrade, and Maccabi, uh, Tel Aviv, uh, the three uh, wildcards for the DS Next Generation Tournament Finals. Um, and then obviously there's a there's going to be a Next Generation team. Uh, your thoughts about uh, about the the selection of those three teams? Um, I was definitely a bit surprised with the Maccabi. Um, and also the, the two Belgrade teams. I uh, didn't think that was going to happen, but, um, you know, if we get to see Jurisic, um, you know, I can't really complain about seeing Mega again because I didn't get to see him the first time around and he's just a huge talent. Yeah, I agree, actually, with both of those. Uh, I, I didn't have to see uh, Mega um, again. I, I, I know it's, it's I, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, it definitely if, if Jurisic plays and I imagine that, you know, they kind of got a, um, whatever, you know, however much of a, of a confirmation that you can, <laughs> that, that, that he's going to be playing, but yeah, Maccabi, uh, you know, okay. They're they you know, they might, uh, they might send a, a few fans, whatever, but it, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, uh, so we are, we are talking, um, uh, going, going actually to back to your neck of the woods uh, down under and uh, to actually talk about some guys that uh, have just uh, finished up the Australian under 18 and uh, under 20s. So we're talking about three guys at the under 18s uh, nationals there in 
uh, in uh, in Australia and a member of the runners up um, is the first guy that we're going to talk to. And that is Carlin Briggs, uh, 2005 born playing for uh, Victoria Metro. Um, and um, so why don't you let us know what you have about Carlin Briggs? Yeah, so as I said, Briggs is a 2005 born from Victoria Metro. Um, he had some ups and downs in the tournament. He ended up only averaging about six points a game. Um, so you might be, you know, if you're looking at the stats, might be a bit surprised by, um, you know, talking about him. Um, but as far as a, the potential he has, he could get up to being um, one of the best players in the Australian 2005 generation. Um, so he's about a six foot three um, guard, more of a scoring guard than a traditional point guard. Um, but he uh, just jumps off the page athletically. Um, you know, bef- before the games, you'd see him down the warm up lines, um, you know, putting up the you know, East Bay dunks, you know, 360 dunks. Like his head is up near the rim. Um, just a really impressive athlete. Um, you know, when he's handling the ball, um, he really relies on that. Uh, you know, his athleticism. Um, is really shifty, um, stops and starts, hesitations. Um, so, you know, if he's using a screen, he'll get down, get downhill off of that and um, you know, slows his pace down well, speeds up really quickly. Um, he's got a really good behind-the-back dribble, um, which, you know, he covers a lot of ground with, actually. Um, you know, getting to the rim, um, he is not the, the best finisher at this stage. He's still really skinny. Um, you know, he's not the best at, um, you know, uh, uh, sorry, I blanked on the word, uh, racing contact. Um, you know, he's got some above the rim finishes though, um, moves well off the ball, um, great backdoor cutter. Um, just way he sets up his man, steps back off his foot, um, gets up, finishes those um, above the rim. Um, and developing as a shooter, um, as you know, he only shot, I think it was four of 19 from three yet. Yeah and 9 of 14 from the line. Um, but I thought that he showed a lot of promise as a shooter, um, especially from mid-range. Um, he's got some pretty advanced step-backs. Um, shot looks great. Um, coming off screens. Um, there's a few times, you know, I know in the game against New South Wales Country, which he was going against Josh Dent, who's you know, a player I'll talk about later, um, one of the better guards, um, probably, you know, probably the best guard, I'd say, um, and Briggs just dominated that matchup. Um, but that also brings me to another point with Briggs, which is um, a bit confusing, is that he'll just have massive stretches where he just doesn't get involved. Um, you know, so after he scored that 20-point um, game against Dent, his next three games, he didn't score at all. Um, he only took two shots the next game um, after just completely taking over a game and dominating it. And, you know, I was down there and I heard the coaches yelling out, you know, don't hide on offense, Carlin. Um, so I'm not sure how much of it is him, you know, just kind of going through um, not being aggressive and wanting to take over and how much of it's actually, you know, coaching, putting the ball in certain players' hands. Um, but I think that's definitely something he'll have to, you know, pick up on in the future. I think he's a player that will probably go to the NBA Academy soon um, just with his athleticism and scoring potential. Um, I didn't talk about his playmaking either. There's a lot of upside of his playmaking, um, his athleticism when he does get down to the rim because it's very difficult for people to stay in front of him. 
Um, does a good job hanging in the air, drop off passes. Um, really, really good at you know, um, bringing over a helmet defender, um, wraparound passes to his big men. Um, defensively, um, similar to offense, you know, if he's engaged um, with the ball, um, or if he's you know one pass away and can go and help down, dig down, um, he can come over steals, um, you know, and gets out in transition. Um, but there's other times, you know, they played a lot of a zone, um, and if he was down defending on the wing in a zone, um, he just wasn't really engaged enough. You know, could have been using his athleticism a bit better to create some defensive events. Um, but overall, um, I think I could also put it down to a lack of um, you know, fully organised basketball from him. Um, you know, he has played organised basketball, but this is his first chance at a national tournament. Um, you know, COVID years, he hasn't really had the chance, you know, under 16s or anything like that. Um, or and he didn't get picked last year to play up. So you know, in the future with some development and hopefully he goes to the um, AIS, um, we could definitely see him becoming a great player. And so he uh, he turned uh, turned seventeen uh, in mid March, and um, so uh, when would he be? Have they had two thousand five? I want to say that there had, that there is already a two thousand five or so uh, at at um, the uh, Center of Excellence, right? Or yeah, yeah they were in two thousand six there. So. They yeah, so he could he could already. He could already be there uh, as far as eligibility, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is this, um, so this was the, the, um, the uh, what do we say, Victoria Metro, right? Victoria Metro? Yeah, Victoria Metro. Uh, yeah, Victoria Metro. Um, but this is a selection team of that state though, right? So yeah. the, the, the begs the question, um, you know, does, is it, is it a matter of, of um, you know, does he, does he know uh, the players that well? I mean, this is the first time that they've played together, um, and uh, you know, just trying to figure out why, you know, and and it had been kind of you know you know better and better and better production going leading up to that 20, uh, 20 point outburst, and then really, uh, like you mentioned, no, almost no production at all. He did have he did have four six um, four rebounds and six assists in the one game, but uh, just trying to try to figure that out. Um, but uh, um, so so, but so maybe maybe it's a, a matter of him not knowing his teammates as much, and um, yeah, interesting. Um, and and do you foresee do you foresee him being on the uh, on the under sixteen? Uh, I guess it would be under on the under seventeen team uh, at the uh, under sixteen year uh, Asian Championship, which is going to be taking place. Uh, what in two months there qualifiers for the under 17 world cup. Do you foresee him being on that, on that team? Um, I think he should be on that team. Um, I'm not entirely sure if he will just on current ability, but as far as potential ability, um, you know, giving him these opportunities to um, play on the international stage, I think it'd be great for his development and something that um, they should probably look at. And his skill set fits what they might need with other guys on that team as far as yeah so he's he, you know he can play um more as a two guard um they've got a few more traditional point guards um so as a scoring guard i think um he can definitely fit that mold as someone you know you can take over a game at times yeah okay uh moving to the next guy is a 2006 born uh and he's actually under 18 uh Australian champion uh, played for 
Queensland South, and they beat uh, the aforementioned uh, Victoria Metro in the final. Um, and this is uh, Roman um, Suliepa, and uh, he had 22, 22.7 rebounds uh, in, in the final. And, uh, and was the game against Tasmania, was that the, was that the semifinal? Or was yeah. that was that the okay? So it was the semifinals. So it was twenty-seven and uh, twenty-seven and seven, uh, twenty-nine and seven, and it looks like he had uh, two two double doubles with uh, uh, with um, with uh, with uh, um, points and rebounds. Uh, so why don't you let you let us know what you have on two thousand six born Roman uh, Ciliata? Yeah. So as far as um, prospects go, um, he just has an amazing. Um, body frame athleticism um so he's about six eight um six seven six eight um more of a four um three i would say um you know he was playing alongside some giants you know he had a six eleven and seven three guy there and he was starting at three in a lot of games um so he kind of had to play a little bit more on the perimeter um but i think in the future you know he's with his athleticism you know he's got long arms um He's got a history, apparently, of uh, being a rugby union player. Um, so by the looks of it, he's a very talented player in that, just by the teams he's been making. Um, I don't really follow it, so I don't really know, you know just how good he actually is, but just you know, he's making some very impressive teams. Um, but, yeah, so you probably want him more at the four in the future. Um, he's, a, you know, he's a great athlete, goes rebounds the ball on the defensive end, um, pushes the ball in transition. Um, so, you know, he's someone who can really grab the ball and go. Um, you know, he was fourth leading scorer of the tournament um, for some playing upper year. So it kind of just shows the uh, level of talent he has. Um, uh, even, you know, you know, playing against older guys, even though and he has a strength advantage, athleticism advantage, even against them. So I can't wait to see what he does next year. Um, so his handle um, is pretty pretty good for someone his size, I would say. Um, he's you know, better in transition, um, but from the perimeter, he um, can still you know, attack um, off the dribble. Um, I think he's better in transition because he can get downhill. Um, and once he gets to going downhill, it's really hard for him to get back in front of him. Um, you know, it's, you don't really want him handling in tight spaces all that often. Um, when he gets to the rim, um, really high energy player so he'll get up he'll get the ball in the glass can finish above the rim every now and then um i'm pretty concerned about his touch at times though um he has a few times you know he's tipping the ball around on the offensive glass um and you, you really see his motor chasing those offensive rebounds going off the ball um but the touch again you can kind of see it um when he's shooting threes um he shot eight of 28 from three so not a horrible percentage really for um, a four at this age, um, but his form just—it's a bit of a you know slingshot style, um, and I just yeah I'm concerned about a lack of touch. There's a few that he banked in, um, and you know if you're going to have him playing on the wing in the future, um, that's something he's going to have to add. Um, you know maybe not right now, um, but the fact that he is taking the threes is a good sign. I would say um, he was poor from the free throw line though. Um, 20 of 34, so 59% there. Um, but on the defensive end, um, that's just another area he really stands out. So 6'8", um, moves really well, gets down in the stance, 
um, can guard, you know, he was guarding anyone um, he was switched on to. Um, everyone on the wing, ball handlers, everything, getting into them. Um, he, you know, when he wanted to, he just made his mission that no one was getting past him defensively. So he was sliding um, and just uh, absolute menace really on the defensive end of the amount of um, turnovers that he was creating. Um, away from the ball, um, he comes over, uh, makes his rotations. He wasn't needed a whole lot around the rim, like I said before, the massive front court that they have or that they had. Um, but um, to you know, pick up steals and that, um, that, was, that was really impressive from him. Um, so he's another player I think that's going to be added to the uh, NBA Academy. Um, I'm thinking that they may have to do it sooner rather than later, just with his um, ability in rugby as well. Um, but even though he's playing a year up, I still imagine we're going to see him um, at the uh, under-16s and under-17s this, this um, summer for a show. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the question now for, for pretty much all these, you know, for, for all these guys, you know, what you know, where are they, where are they at? I guess, I guess even, I guess even, uh, do we know when the under 18 uh, Asia championship is? Uh, when, sorry, when, not where, where, I mean, where is obviously, but, uh, but do we know when that is? I, I haven't seen it. So I'm not sure. Okay. Um because Australia is basically, you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's the Asian, I know it's, it's Oceania, but they're, you know, playing in Asia and it's basically the Asia superpower. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, we've, I think, I don't know, at least, at least off, off air, we've talked a couple of times and, you know, thoughts about these guys and if they have the, if they have the, you know, the goods, let's say, uh, to, to challenge a, a USA or a Canada or, you know, like France or, or, or Serbia, whatnot in the, um, in the under 17 world cup. I know they're not in the world cup, but it would be, it would be a, um, it would be a massive shock if they don't uh, get to the, to the world cup, they have to, you know, only finish in the top four, uh, at the Asia championship under it's officially called under 16 because it was supposed to be taking place last year, but you know, this it's the under 17 guys. Um, do you, uh, I guess we can kind of wait and kind of talk about that after we talk about the, the, the last guy um, that we have. Um, and, and that is, dun, 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 uh, get to him, uh, Joshua Dent. Um, and he was on the uh, New South Wales team who you said finished fourth, right? Yeah. Finished fourth. They lost yes. to, and they lost to uh, Briggs in the semifinals. Um, and he's a guy that some people, you know, may have seen here and there already, um, played, uh, uh, uh at the global Academy. He's been at the global Academy. And so, um, you know, just, uh, seeing teams, um, uh, seeing that team, um, or teams coming from the global Academy playing around the world and whatnot. Um, so people, you know, may have seen, uh, uh Joshua Dent, uh 2005 born uh he will turn 17 in a uh, couple weeks couple weeks so what do you have on joshua dent yeah so dent i think is um uh, at the moment he's uh, definitely our best guard in the 2005 generation um i'll be very surprised if he's not um in the backcourt um for the uh Faber events in summer um 
just a traditional point guard, really. Um, well, kind of a more modern traditional point guard, I would say, um, as he rebounds the ball really well. Um, so pretty solid size at the guard spot, around 6'3 or so. Um, you know, he, on offense, um, great pass with the ball. Um, he's kind of someone that's more mature for their age, um, just with the way they play. Um, as he, uh, you know, seeing him, you know, Gary to come off a screen, um, you know, Zingles to take, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the screener. Um, he's rather shifty, not a great athlete um, per se, but uh, in terms of shiftiness, um, footwork, um, that's that's excellent from him. Um, you know, he does a good job getting people on his back when he's getting downhill, um, driving around the rim. Um, his handle is, I'd say, solid. Um, he does turn the ball over a bit, um, you know, but that's to be expected from, um, you know, a young league guard. Um, he's got a solid assist to turnover ratio, um, and he has for most of the tournaments when I've seen him at, which was the under-18s and under-20s last year, and again, he played the under-18s and under-20s this year. Um, uh, around the rim, um, like I said before, these great footwork, um, hands on the ball, um, uh, amazing footwork um, to create space around the rim. Um, really solid getting to his floater, um, really likes that shot. Um, he can get himself into some tough situations every now and then around the rim, um, but he does a good job um, slowing himself down um, and just, you know, Euro steps, um, uh, you know, cradles the ball, um, like one, two, um, gets in space. I mean, I've seen a little hook shot from him, like a running hook shot from him every now and then. Um, uh, he really impresses me as a shooter. Um, I'll have his numbers here. Uh, he shot 11 of 38 from three, um, so 29%. Um, not outstanding, but considering you know, they're playing um, eight and nine, uh, nine games in eight days or something like that, um, you're going to expect some poor shooting games with some tired legs in there every now and then. Um, he takes uh, you know, pretty tough shots um, off the dribble from deep. Um, if he gets space, um, you know, he's an excellent shooter off the catch at the moment but the ability to shoot off the dribble is what really makes it interesting to me. Um, and like I said before, but he's more, the more traditional, uh, he's more the modern traditional point guard um, in the fact that he, um, uh, he, he rebounds the ball. So he gets back, does a great job rebounding the ball, pushing the pace, um, you know, gets the ball up the floor, um, you know, things like that. And then um, on the defensive end, he does a great job of defending um, guys one-on-one um, getting around screens, um, gets really skinny, um, drops his shoulder, gets around screens really well. Um, just an overall, like, you know, every now and then, like I said before, against the game against Briggs, he struggled to um, maintain Briggs every now and then against, and I, he does have that problem every now and then against um, quicker guards. Sorry, I was just trying to spit that out. Um, but, um, you know, overall, you know, really fights on defense. Um, his length at the moment um, you know, is just, probably average, but his size um, against other guards, he's usually got an inch or two on them at this level, um, which really helps him to contest their shots. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, so kind of to to finish off the question, actually, to actually finally pose the question, um, you know, we'll, we'll see them, we'll see Australia, we'll see these three guys. Um, well, I think it's kind of likely that we'll see the three guys. At the uh, at the under uh, at the Asia champion at the uh, under under sixteen slash under seventeen Asia championship, 
um, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a few weeks. Um, do you, do you foresee them, uh, Australia then at the, in Spain? Uh, yeah, I mean, challenging. I mean, you know, it seems like it could be, obviously it kind of depends on, on results and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, and then, you know, where, where they, where they stack up in the, um, you know, what kind of matchups they have, um, do you, without, it's kind of hard, maybe, you know, not knowing exactly who's going to be on the team, but, um, you know, an idea, like maybe if, if a big team would be a problem for them or, a you know, a really quick athletic team would be a problem for them. I mean, you know, what, 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 uh, how much do you think, uh, this team could, could, uh, could do, uh, at the world cup? Um, so I think they're going to have, um, some pretty good size. Um, and the, they'll have a few bigs, um, that are you know, quite big, um, you know, the center probably seven, three power forward, um, six, 11 inch. So I don't think size is going to be too much of a problem. Um, you know, the rim protection should be pretty good. Um, the guards, um, I find that, you know, there's a lot of solid guards. Um, you know, Dent, I'd say, is the best. Um, that, that's where, for me, it's going to be interesting um, just to see what who we take, um, what what players we take, and, you know, how they complement each other's skill set. Um, uh, you know, I think what we're lacking a bit is on the wings. Um, you, know, some, you know, we've got one player we didn't talk about today who's a quite a talented shot maker on the wing, um, but we don't really have a whole lot of shooting from the wing. Um, the, sh- the shooting's more going to have to come from um, the guards, I would say. Um, I think I don't really see them getting up there in the top four, um, but after that, I think they'll be pretty solid. Um, you know, they're going to be taking players that have already been at the NBA Academy, the Centre of Excellence down there, um, you know, well-coached players. Um, I think the, yeah, the thing that they're going to struggle with is... Um, coming against the longer athletes, um, they come against, um, especially on like the guard and the guards and other wings. Um, I think you know, the bigs will be able to stack up against almost all of them. Um, uh, even though the, the bigs are a bit rawer. Um, but yeah, I just, the, the athleticism from the guards, I think might let them down. And then, so, I mean, it looks like uh, if they, if they finish first, uh, if they win the, um, if they win the Asia championship, uh, they get into group D, which um, actually is pretty favorable. Um, It's an Argentina team. Uh, Argentina team that I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, beat Canada at the under uh, 16 Asia, uh, Americas. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure that Egypt ended up winning the title in um, in Africa and Poland. And it's a Poland team. You know, we saw a couple of guys from 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 Gakadinia at the under at the uh, at the FIBA at the um, uh, the uh, next generation tournament. Uh, a couple of guys who are playing a, a year younger, um, you know, and, you know, Poland is, you know, this is their first, if I'm not mistaken, it's their first time since they uh, uh, took second place. So it's, it's a pretty favorable group and, um, and they would, I'm trying, trying to figure out, let's see, group D winners. 
uh, this is kind of nerdy now. Just trying to figure out how how far, how long they would avoid um, the Americans, because um, I because you know that's kind of the whole the whole the whole the whole you know the the real the real thing. You know, it's like you know how you want to avoid a knockout game against the Americans as, as long as possible. Um, and uh, finishing first in in finishing first and third in Group A. And second and fourth in Group B would not be until the finals. So maybe quarterfinals, maybe semifinals. Eh, anyhow. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, then why don't you let everybody know uh, then uh, where they can find you, read your stuff, et cetera, and we will get on our day uh, on with, for the rest of the day. Yes, I'm on Twitter at Kane underscore Pernell. Um, I write on Adi Prospects. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, fantastic. Kane, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you in, in two weeks. Thank you. All right. So back on the Talking Talent uh, podcast. Um, I guess we've been talking every week for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, uh, but this, we're going to go a little bit more in depth uh, uh, as we've done uh, for uh, for a while, is uh, Marco Turk from Slovenia. Uh, Marco, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Like a lot of basketball going on, like the Slovenian the stuff like the playoffs and the youth tournaments, you know, the ANGT was here. Now Adriatic under 19 was happening, Euro Cup for the Olympia. So a lot of basketball on last weeks, but I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, you had the under, uh, the uh, under 19, Abba, was that, was that last weekend or was it, or is it this weekend? It's happening now on Thursday and Friday. Oh, that's right. Thursday, Friday. Right. We were talking about the, the wonderful scheduling of that. Uh, give us give us the teams that that's Final Four, right? Yeah. And give us the give us the teams in that. Uh, it's Sedevita, Olympia, Omega, Igokea, and SC Derby. Um, from where's the where's the last team from? Uh, Derby, like. The Budučno second. Budučnos, Budučnos. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cool. Ivišić brothers. Okay. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, nice. Um, somebody else is on that. Somebody else big is on that team too, no? Uh, Changas is also playing that. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, let, let's let's uh, because we 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 love talking about the next generation tournament so much. Um, why don't you? Uh, we we had a um, we had the uh, the three wild cards named uh, on Monday uh, that it will be at the AGT finals in Belgrade um, to complete the field, and of course we have the the next generation team that uh, we we don't know the composition of that, but the the other three wild the three wild cards are as expected uh, Savannah Svezda as the as the host team, and then uh, the other two teams were Mega and Maccabi. Um, so your, your thoughts about, um, about, uh, your league, uh, going through the alphabet and figuring, all right, let's just cut off at the half instead of going all, all the way down to Z as, as most of us expected with Shagiris. Yeah. I mean, the ways that was expected also mega is probably there because like Jurisic will play. I expect like this, but okay. They're like also from Belgrade. So from the financial standpoint, it makes sense. I'm a little surprised that Maccabi is there. As I talked like last week, I would expect Jalgeris or Juventud, but maybe Jalgeris is like because of the flag stuff that was like the 
Jalgiris and Redstar game and Kaunas, maybe like some security precautions or of the safety for the kids, like to not raise any tensions between Lithuania and Serbia. But that's just my like, I'm, I'm thinking like that, but we'll see like Maccabi, okay. They're not the most talented team, but they proved in patterns that they can compete. So I hope they'll be competing against those teams as well. Yeah, they uh, obviously they beat uh, they beat uh, Barcelona to get to the uh, first place game where they lost to Stella Azura. Uh, I I don't really need to see them again. To, it just you know my personal opinion. I, I don't I don't really need to see them again. Um, uh, uh, you know maybe they'll bring some fans. Uh, I, I don't know, um, but yeah. um, obviously it would be that much more interesting uh, if Maccabi uh, the first team is there. Which I don't know if that's going to happen now. They're down two nothing in their in their in their quarterfinal playoffs against Real Madrid, and no team has ever come back from two zero down um, uh, on the road. Uh, so they have a tall task uh, to to make it two teams at the uh, at the finals uh, at the final four. Um, but um, yeah, and 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 Mega, you know, okay. You know, Jurisic, and, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much he can help them. And uh, if that's, you know, I mean, obviously he played senior national team uh, on that weekend and uh, shows you the level that he's at. Uh, but do they have enough to, to, you know, beat like your, you know, they're going to be in a group with, you know, like two of Stella uh incep uh real madrid and asvel and is jurisic enough to take them over the top and and beat two of those four teams that are definitely going to be in that group and then you know either well they probably won't be in the copies group because they were in the same group already uh no wait um no that wasn't that was no that was that was a different one so maybe Maccabi. You know, maybe you know they definitely won't be in Svesda's group, so um, I, I don't know. It's, uh, definitely going to be uh, interesting. Uh, but let's move on to the three guys that you're going to be talking about, um, and going in depth on uh, two guys from Jovan Tut uh, and a young Greek player. And let's start with uh, Jovan Tut, uh, the the gunslinger from the outside, the sniper, um, Jor- uh, Jordi Rodriguez, um, and he actually. He actually turned uh, 18 yesterday, time of recording yesterday. And, um, and uh, obviously, you know, we saw him, you know, light it up from the outside, was named to the, uh, to the uh, all tournament team and uh, rightfully so. I mean, you could have also taken prey, uh, but I think, you know, he showed uh, what he, what he can do, you know, had the seven threes in the, in the, uh, in the, in the game against the next generation, Uh, you know, didn't, didn't make any threes. Um, against uh, Saragossa, but you know had had uh, five and three in the other two games. Um, so you know he's he's playing second division. Uh, he's playing fourth division, uh, pred- pred- predominantly fourth division with with uh, with Juventus, uh second team uh, down there, uh, and uh, you know shooting pretty well. Uh, you know pretty solid there at uh, thirty five. Thirty-five uh, percent, uh, and he's also gotten into a couple of games with Pratt, their their second division team, uh, in in Leb Gold, uh, seven appearances, 
Um, and uh, so what do you have on uh, on uh, Jordi Rodriguez? Well, all three players like I'll talk about today are played in Varese, so I'll base my review mostly on that tournament. I haven't watched them a lot before, like in this season, when they played in neighbor Pratt, or like in you know, Odala's case in Panathinaikos. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jordi, and uh, I always loved like to watch players like him. Uh, he was, in my opinion, one of the most fun players to watch at the tournament in Varese. Uh, that's probably like the Steph Curry effect and uh, new era of basketball. Like when we enjoy watching players make a tough three-point shot, uh, maybe even more than if we would make, like if he could make some attractive dunk or something. Uh, and Jordi is that type of a guy that uh, makes those uh, crazy shots from distance. And I compare those shots like with the guys from Rudy Fernandez or Sergio Lulde from Real Madrid. They are also making some of those type of shots, like some tough over-the-defender shots, uh, sometimes with a step back or a side step, with high shooting arc, and with the confidence he's having when he's taking those shots. And I would also say that uh, this shooting is his biggest strength and that he was amongst the best, if not even the best shooter at the tournament in Varese. Uh, his release is high, quick, and smooth, and he doesn't need much space. Uh, when he's coming off screen, uh, he prepares his feet uh, very well for the shot. And that is a quality that only the best shooters have. Uh, in my opinion, he can offer uh, more than just pure shooting to the team. He showed that at the tournament in Varese, uh, where he made some advanced passes out of pick and rolls to the rolling big man. Uh, he also was making a lot of the dribble shots after he used the screen for protection. So he can be like a very dangerous pick and roll player. Uh, but I would like to see him attack the rim more often. And this is one area where I see the most room for improvement in his game because most of the time uh, he rather goes for a three-point shot than attack the rim. And he's leaving some points on the table that way. And also becomes a little predictable and defenses on higher level would scout him better and see that he goes for shots too often and uh, like defending closer and allow him to get to the rim. But we'll see if he will like read that situation or we go for shot anyway. Of another area where, uh, in my opinion, he could be really good at is on open court. Uh, he's fluid as a ball handler in transition and can push the ball and also runs the floor well without the ball. Uh, he showed in a few plays that he can be a good scorer, but also a good passer in transition. And he has the potential to be really good in a, a fast-paced system. On the defensive end, he's able to cover most positions on perimeter, uh, can have a harder time against stronger wings, but... I think he will be fine with that when he grows into his body because he probably will get stronger over years or at least more wiry. Uh, he has good footwork and also long arms so he can make disruptive plays and passing lanes. So he can be good as an off-ball defender as well. Uh, as said, there are some areas where he has room to improve, but otherwise he's showing nice talent and he could become a player for the top Spanish teams, in my opinion. 
I think his game will translate to the ACB perfectly. And if everything goes well, he will have a long career on that level. I, I, I'm not, I'm not one to, to um, throw comparisons out there. In fact, I, I, um, I who was I talking to somebody? Uh, Any, anyway, you know, comparisons is, is not at all my, you know, what I, what I believe in. Um, but it seems to me that I, it wouldn't be a stretch. It wouldn't be a surprise if he watched a lot of Xavi Lopez Aristegui, um, who was obviously his teammate, probably growing up until he just left this past se- this past off season to go to Valencia, you know, kind of the same size, you know, good shooter from the wing and, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's just your, your general you know, thoughts about that. You know, the, the, the former, um, you know, Juventus uh, sniper as well with that size. What, you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's actually a pretty good comparison. Like, I have Himura Sarudi Fernandez, but also like Javis, similar player like that. If he goes, so, so like, you think he's more? You think because 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 Lopez Aristegui, he doesn't have the explosiveness of 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 let's say old Rudy. Yeah, I mean, also Jordi doesn't have, but maybe he'll get it. Like so, maybe yeah, Chavis is a better comparison, but. We'll see in which direction he goes over the years. But okay. Yeah. If he finishes on that level, I think it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, Aristegui, uh, Lopez Aristegui is, you know, carved out a, a wonderful uh, career, you know, also, you know, playing, uh, uh, playing the senior national team and, and everything else, uh, going playing at the Olympics, et cetera. And so uh, there's, there's worse, uh, <laughs> there's worse guys to be um, if you have the same career, you know, uh, track as, as, as him, that's, uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, he even kind of looks a little bit like him, you know, but all right. So, um, just, it was funny. Cause I was, as I was listening to that, I was like, yeah, that's kind of like uh Xavi, uh, Lopez Aristegui. Um, all right. Uh, next guy. Uh, so, so let's see real quick uh, with uh, Jordy. Uh, oh, we, we mentioned that he had just turned, um, uh, just turned 18 yesterday. Okay. Uh, next guy is uh, was playing a year up, and uh, that was uh, Ruben Prey. Um, uh, this was his first uh, taste of the of the uh, of the tournament, and um, and we had actually seen him before. Uh, played last uh, last summer at the U uh, sixteen European Challengers for Portugal, um, and was the leading rebounder, leading shot blocker. Um, averaged 17 points and 18.3 rebounds as well as 5.3 blocks. I know U16 in essence division B. I don't know. I guess maybe did they, did they, um, did he go against all of the, uh, regular, regular teams? Let's see here really quick. Uh, Portugal. Uh, no. Okay. So he played Ukraine, Switzerland, Hungary, and Ukraine again. You know, but still, I mean, you have to go and do a 21 point, 23 rebound, uh, three assists, four steal and three blocks. And I, and I tell you what, um, the Ukrainians, uh, the Ukrainians on that team probably are, have some nightmares of this guy he had in the two games against Ukraine. In the two games, he had 15 blocks. Um, so, 
they're not a big fan of Ruben Prey, uh, which is uh, which definitely cannot be said of plenty of other people. Um, your thoughts about uh, Ruben Prey uh, had a big tournament, uh, and there was consideration uh, for him maybe being uh, on the all tournament team, maybe instead of of um, Rodriguez. Um, but uh, you know you can't complain about Rodriguez. But uh, your thoughts about um, about uh, Ruben Prey? I would just like to correct you here. He played last season for Juventud in Valencia at the ANGT, so he okay. had some experience already. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, another player that I really liked from Juventud at this Varese tournament. Of his tools are really intriguing, and. He looks like a player that could develop into a modern stretch big. Uh, what I probably like the most about him is how he's able to run the floor and move. Uh, not many players with that size are able to move so fluidly like him. And uh, he can outrun other bigs in transition quite easily. And we've seen a lot of that in Varese, where he was the first one in transition and managed to finish with a dunk and I believe that will translate very well to the pro level as well. Uh, his strides are long and his footwork is also on a really high level. And speaking of footwork, uh, that helps him a lot on both sides. In offense, for example, uh, he uses it really well in pick and roll or in pick and pop settings to create some kind of separation. Uh, the shot from distance is still in progress and uh, he's not a reliable stretch option yet. But I would say that with more repetition and work on that part of his game, uh, he will become at least a decent shooter, if not even an above-average one for that size. Uh, usually for scouts, it's tough to evaluate shooting, especially in young players when their physique and shooting motion is changing. But Ruben is showing soft touch and decent range already, so I'm optimistic about his shot. Of uh, he also knows how to use his feet when pivoting in the paint or on post-ups. Uh, his upper body isn't that strong, so he's not playing a lot on post-ups and struggles with finishes in traffic or even when there is some contact. But there is some upside when he develops his body, so I would say he will be fine with that. Uh, as said, uh, his touch is really soft, and you can see that in some of his finishes close to the rim. Uh, with his measurements and instincts, he can offer a lot in defense. Uh, his limbs are long and active, and he can contest the shots at the rim and also deflect or intercept some of the passes. And as you said, against Ukraine, I mean, uh, he can block a lot of shots when there is like when he gets the opportunity. So uh, the lack of strength can make him a target in post ups, but uh, he's quite wary and tough, so he's not that easy targeted. Uh, Set uh, his footwork and he's great and he moves his feet really well and can offer some switch potential because of that. Uh, he's not a neat athlete that could change directions quickly or be like explosive, but still good enough to be able to stay in front of the guys who are attacking him uh, face up and he can cover some decent amount of ground. Uh, there is a lot to like on prey on both sides of the court, so. Uh, there is still a lot of room for growth and improvement, of course. Uh, I mean, he can improve and get better in basically every part of his game. And I think his development will be closely followed by scouts or 
even decision makers uh, that are on the highest level because I think he could be a good role or team player uh, in almost every team. You know, he could make a difference on both sides of the court. And he also doesn't demand like a big usage in offense. So really a player you would like to have in your team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking at, so he's Portuguese and, and you, you put him together with that really nice uh, combo of uh, uh, Namias Queda and uh, Rafael Lisboa, the, the duo who helped Portugal win division B under 20 back in 2019. And that's a nice little trio of guys for, you know, down the road um, with the, uh, for the uh, for the Portuguese national team, uh, so pray. Uh, middle of February turned seventeen, so he will. Um, uh, so he'll play the entire uh, play. You know, at least the first half of uh, first half, first uh, you know three fifths of next season uh, as a seventeen year old. Um, so uh, interesting to see. Uh, I guess I didn't really say um, he's uh, where he's playing. I guess. Uh, do you have stats where he's playing this season? Is he playing? It looks like he's not playing with Abba. Uh, is he then? He was probably playing in the under nine, under uh, eighteen league, right? I don't know. As I said, I haven't watched them a lot this season. Yeah. It's okay. the first time watching them. I was supposed he's playing in the Eba league for the second team, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move to the third guy, uh, the youngest of the of the uh, trio and one of the youngest guys at the, at the competition that is uh, Neoclis uh, of uh, Dallas, um, 2006 born uh, with Panathinaikos and obviously headline, you know, made his debut in the EuroLeague um, a couple of um, months before the tournament, uh, a couple of weeks before the tournament and, you know, signed a long-term deal with uh, Panathinaikos, um, you know, father, played uh played for you know sporting and aras his brother uh brother Ionis was on the team it was actually it was his generation and uh and neoclis was actually you know the better player already at that age it's must be must be a little demoralizing you know you know it's not you know at least you are on the on, on the team as well um, that would be kind of even that much worse if, if you don't even make the team uh and your two-year-old two-year younger brother uh makes it um and and of course, you know, you know, last last year the the Greeks didn't play under six under uh, under sixteen. Uh, it wasn't his generation, uh, anyhow. Um, you know, the uh, so he will be. I imagine he'll be one of the stars. And I could actually imagine that even they they the, they bring him uh, to under eighteen. You know, uh, with it being a chance for the under eighteen. You know, for the under nineteen World Cup. Uh, you know, you look at uh, who is the who is the next generation guy uh, from Belgrade, the big guy uh, who signed. Yeah, Samaturo, exactly. Um, you know, there, there's there's him. You know, Dallas. Um, you know, I, I, why not? There's 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 the there's the kid uh, Giannis. Uh, what's his name there in uh, in the U.S. in, in St. Louis area high school there. Uh, who will come back and 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 play also underage? Uh, so you know, I can imagine maybe they bring him play under under eighteen uh, uh, European Championship. 
if you know if they think that they have enough talent to maybe get into the world uh, into the world cup top five finish um but obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves why don't you let us know what you have on uh neopolis of dallas well if i'm not mistaken he's also the youngest player that scored in the euro league i'm not completely sure about that but i think he's the youngest that scored like points in the euro league matches in december uh, I must admit that I'm not I wasn't that familiar with his game before the tournament. I heard and read that he's like talented, watched a few clips, and you can see that he has the talent. But now in Vareza, it was my first time that I saw him live. And I must say that I really liked him. Well, he was one of the youngest players at the tournament and was competing mostly against two years older competition. But if you wouldn't know that that there is a difference in ages. You wouldn't spot that uh, when you look at him at the court. Uh, he was able to compete with them uh, without any troubles and was the best player of this Panathinaikos team. Uh, his stats weren't that amazing or anything extra, but he had a big impact and role in the team. Uh, he played a lot with the ball in his hands and was creating for himself or for others. And he was really fluid with the ball, actually, for his size and age and showed some good ball handling skills. Of, of course, he made some mistakes, but over time, there be, will be less and less uh, mistakes uh, because that's just the learning process that young players need to go through. And some coaches often say you can't learn or improve uh, without making mistakes. Uh, he also showed to the tournament that he has the ability to create space for his shots. Uh, that is like a lost start and not many players are able to do that. Uh, he attempted a lot in isolation and looked confident that he was playing one-on-one. Uh, the shots weren't falling and his efficiency in Varese was slow, but I don't give too much weight on that because the sample size is small and he also lacked experience from tournaments like this. And, and I'm, I'm more looking uh, at the potential of what and how he can develop over the years. And I believe that he won't have much problems with scoring because he's versatile and can find uh, many ways to score points, uh, be it from distance or closer to the rim. So I think he can like become an overall good offensive player. Uh, he makes quick decisions, and most of the time those decisions are correct. Uh, he also reads the defense great and can spot holes in it and punish them a few times. In Vareza, he also made some advanced passes. So overall, a player uh, with high offensive potential, dangerous in every possession and role. Uh, I will still need to watch a little, a few more games uh, to evaluate his defense a little better. Uh, he has the body and the tools to be a good and versatile defender. And sometimes he showed that, but there were also some bad possessions when he looked a little lost in defense. Uh, the reason for that could be like the inexperience. And also Panathinaikos says a uh, team uh, wasn't that good. So individual defense can be uh, tough to evaluate in that kind of environment. Uh, all in all, uh, the tools are there for good defense. And I suppose that in the end, he will be a good defender or better set, uh, very good uh, two-way player because he
his upside and offense is even higher than in defense. So, yeah, one of the most talented Greek players out there. And Panathinaikos got a player with bright future ahead of him if his development could go in the right direction, of course. Yeah, they signed him to a five-year deal. And yes, you are right, the youngest uh, player in the history of the... Wait. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I remember that Duncan transition, I think. Was it... Uh... Yeah, Euro League's um, your youngest scorer ever. 15 years, 10 months, and six days. What were you doing when you were 15 years old, six, 10 months, and six days? Probably not becoming the youngest scorer in your league history, I would imagine. Still, uh, all right, why don't you let everybody know then uh, where they can find you, read your stuff, et cetera, and we'll be able to get on with our days. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, at Marco Tur, and also there will be like reports coming from the Barisa and Ljubljana tournament at the Eurospecs website, so follow that site too. All right, fantastic, Marco, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Okay, see ya.